Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 139, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers. Fuck Mm. Fox News. Mm. Fuck Rush Limbaugh. Fuck Fuck Sexton. Fuck Sean Hannity. Fuck Ben Shapiro. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck them all. It's Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jackie from the block. Used to say potatoes, now I say fuck cops. I'm still, I'm still Jack from the block. <laughs> that is from What a Cat Prod. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hell as old as time. Murder in the streets. Screw the damn police. <laughs> and thank beautiful. you to Weston B uh, for that Aladdin, or what is that? Beauty and the Beast. I don't know why Beauty I thought that was Aladdin for some reason. Beauty and the Beast you inspired AKA. Right <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Having a hard time already. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that one. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of our favorites, one of the faces on Mount Zeitmore. He is the hilarious, the talented, the brilliant Jackie's Neal. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Oh, My name is Ja. Keys to the needles. I got some J1s on my heels. And you know, fuck the cops, they not the best. But Jackie's is back on the Daily Zeit guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. He's back. He's back. Oh, what up, He's everybody? Back. What's up? What's, What's up? up? Welcome oh. back. Oh, you have some ones on right now? No, I got feet on. I ain't got no shoes on. We at the crib. There you go. You know, the toes are out, they they wiggling, they feeling Has good. this been the end of swag for anybody, like, in terms of dressing? Because I realize now I merely wear clothes to keep myself from being nude. There's yeah, no bro. thought right. goes into the clothing. No matter where I go now, it's like, no, I just have to wear this so my dick isn't out. Or, like, I'm having, I have a shirt on. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I've, I've bought too much shit during the teen, you know, uh, so, you know, right, right now I haven't worn jeans in four months, like legitimately yeah, I haven't me worn too. jeans me too. in yep. four months, but when I step back out into the world, like for good, man, I'm going to be so glowed up. Uh, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. People going to be like, somebody saw me the other day and was like, Jackie, you look skinny. And I was like, man, it's just the clothes. I've been buying the good shit. <laughs> I've been buying the Italian cuts. Oh, you didn't you know? know? You didn't see me on my birthday? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've been buying the shit that fit now, so y'all ain't y'all ain't ready. Y'all not yeah. ready no more. It's funny the jeans thing. I, I you know I have like a, you know my clothes like I have one drawer that was usually like pants that I wore that were pre quarantine, and I look at like I look at jeans and I'm like, not putting those on. <laughs> In a way, like almost like similar with collared shirts with buttons. I'm looking at jeans like, get the fuck. It's basketball shorts all fucking year. Yeah. From now on. Yeah, I don't know I, how jeans gonna feel on my legs no more, man. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, they it's it's gonna be restricted. It's gonna be oppressive. All your nerve endings are overstimulated. Jean, cut them off at the knees or cut them off at the thighs. You know. Oh yeah, wear them. Some jorts. Oh, you gonna rock jorts, jorts, Jack? 
shit. John Cena? Gunna. Yeah. Come on, Gunna. Oh, stand up real quick. Let us see. <laughs> I'm going to cut them so short you can see the pockets hanging out the bottom. Oh, that's... So. Yo, that's a that that's a me. tough look. Yeah, that's a tough look for men <laughs> when you got yo, the pockets is... dangling. Especially Ooh. if you've seen someone who has the pockets exposed and they're using the pockets, so it's like a bunch <laughs> of like loose change is like pooling at the bottom. You're like, Ugh. there's like mm-hmm. ink stains on it from when they put yes. a pen in there. Yeah, I want like, somebody. I want somebody from the Zeit gang from the Zeit gang to make you an AKA that revolves around you showing your thigh meat for the rest of the summer. <laughs> oh, uh, somebody yeah. get so on pale. that. Somebody bad. get on that and send that to Jack. I expect that in forty eight hours. Yeah, my thighs have never seen the light of day. Uh, so, <laughs> oh wow, they they are the pale. They are translucent, Sorry, uh, or man. would be if they weren't uh, covered yeah. in black fur. Um, I think well, some Jakees. into the tune of share. Would you like to see my thighs in the sun? <laughs> use that. There you go, Zeit Gang. Take that. You've got your homework. Yeah, now come back with the is. verses. I don't know how you and beat I don't that. Know how I get through. Yeah, I mean, you got <laughs> yes. something there. You got something there. Uh, all right, Jaquise, Uh, We're thrilled to have you. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Mm. Uh, first, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things uh, that we're talking about today. Trump has confirmed something that we we talked about at the very early stages of the pandemic. We thought that he might be slowing down testing because he knew the numbers looked bad and he just, you know, can't think beyond tomorrow and is just like, well, I don't want the big number tomorrow. So, but he confirmed that in the Tulsa speech, his aides came out and said he was obviously kidding. Uh, And then yesterday morning he said, I don't kid. Uh, when asked about that. So um, that happened. And apparently one of the things he wants to run on is his COVID response. He thinks he did a good job, despite the fact that we are uh, have a quarter of the world's deaths um, in, in the U.S. alone. Uh, we're going to talk about Facebook and other companies who are still uh, tacitly supporting white supremacy. Uh, and what can be done to, uh, you know, speak their language. Uh, we're going to talk about what this election is going to look like now that Trump, you know, he doesn't have really a coherent strategy, but, you know, Miles, you were pointing out that, like, John Bolton kind of previewed it uh, of just, like, kind of doubling down on on the racism. Uh, somebody, a Vanity Fair reporter, like kind of actually looked at his speech in Tulsa and was like, whoa, it's actually like really like dark and violent and like teases a bunch of Q stuff. Uh, so we're going to look at that. Uh, we're going to look at the, the police being petulant, um, the unsolved lynchings and the, uh, fireworks conspiracies. Um, and maybe if we have time, we'll get to uh, this Trump movie that's coming out at Cannes. Uh, but first, oh, shit. yeah, it's a, it's not made by him. It's about him. Uh, and it co-stars Stormy Daniels. Uh, and yeah, that is a, that's a gut punch for anybody who for wanted to make a film when you're like, damn, Stormy <laughs> Daniels is going to be at Cannes before before us. Damn. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Damn. Shout out to her. Uh, but first... Jaquise, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, all right. All right. All right. So listen, you know, when I fire up the old Google, 
Um, <laughs> you know, because, you know, Bing is no longer a thing. We were talking about that before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Google is all I got. Uh, the last few things that I've been, uh, the last few things that I've been searching is characters from One Tree Hill. Now, let me, let me tell y'all why. Because wow. I'm watching One Tree Hill. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's why. That's why. So that's it. What is fucking what? I I don't know why the in the when it first came out the marketing in my mind had me thinking that that was an address like yeah. one tree hill. I don't know why. Rather than literally like a hill that had one tree on it. But aside from that, I have no fucking clue what the show is about. So please enlighten well, me. Well, def- the fuck is one tree hill? It's definitely not about a hill that has one tree on it. Damn, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think you can get nine seasons. I don't know. White people can figure out how to get nine seasons out of anything. So possibly uh, right. they could. But so it's about two brothers who have the same dad. Uh, one of them abandoned. They are like six months apart. One of them abandoned uh, the mom and the one son. And then went to have a baby with his other girl. They live in the same town. They're basketball players. And it's the most, it's a teen drama. It's a teen okay. drama uh, that just follows the life of Lucas and Nathan Scott. All right. Ooh, uh, it is Lucas the most dramatic shit that I've ever watched. I've seen it before. I, my fiance made me watch it uh, in the early part of our relationship. And the past like month, we've been watching it again. And it is truly one of the worst shows that's ever been made, but it sucks you in because it is such a is dramatic it, show. Right. Like every every episode ends with some like OMG cliffhanger type shit. Is that, like, is that how they yeah. sort of write it to tease it out every episode? To be like, oh, you got to put the next one on because this last one just ended like this. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Listen, I, I normally am not the one to come at people's jobs uh, in the entertainment <laughs> industry because, you know. Uh, this shit ain't easy, but, but, you know, I feel confident going after people whose work is 15, 20 years old, whoever were the editors and the writers on this show, I hope never worked in Hollywood again. Uh, because it was so bad. I'm getting some like Outer Banks vibes from this, the way you describe it. Trash, but drama. So I don't, I keep watching it for some reason, even though I can point to so many problems. It's so good. It's so bad. It's good. Is mm. it is so bad? It's good. It, the OC, it is not. See, the OC was good. You know, I'll come out. Anybody yeah. come at me on the OC, I'll come at. I'm you, only but. familiar with One Tree Hill from uh, the Soup. Used to like the Soup used to be talk shows and like uh, soap operas from during the right. day, and then like mm-hmm. One Tree Hill clips. That was like the one show <laughs> from like prime time that they were like, "This is bad enough that it's just like, yeah. like self-evidently ridiculous and hilarious." Um, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. some amazing shit. Um, so yeah, how watch, many how know, many seasons of One Tree Hill are there? Nine, bro. Wow, nine, nine yeah. seasons of this show. What are they like trying to resolve? Like which kid the dad loves best? Like what's the- so uh, you know Dan Scott? You know one of the worst characters on television. That's the dad. He <laughs> uh-huh. kills his brother in the show. Oh yeah, he like chokes it's, his. It's terrible. It, it's like next level, like people, you know, it's like one of those shows that they're just writing episode to episode, like what is the wildest shit that can happen oh, right now? Okay. And like they just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of write themselves into a corner. It's a little like like Homeland and 24 are written in that way. But yeah. Uh, yeah, to give you an idea, one of the characters, Haley James, 
which if you saw, you remember that that I take responsibility video. Um, that mm-hmm. uh, oh shit, yes. Uh, that that I take responsibility video, and then there was that one girl who um who was like, who the who the hell is this? That was okay. the person from One Tree Hill. Haley James Scott was her character. Uh, <laughs> like in the first season, she was the only child. By the end of the series, she has seven brothers and sisters. Uh, that's how bad the writing was on this show. And love it, love it. Dan Scott, Dan Scott, uh, you know, super producer Anna hit me up with this info that I haven't gotten to yet in my rewatch. Eventually had a heart problem. He had to get a heart transplant. Uh-huh. He got to the top of the list. He was in the hospital, ready to get his heart transplant, sitting in a waiting room. Uh-huh. The people were bringing a heart transplant, rushing it in because he needed it. You know, we need our heart to breathe and live. Right. And he accidentally tripped. The heart fell out. And for whatever reason, a dog was in the hospital, came <laughs> up, scooped the heart up, and ran away with his heart. <laughs> <laughs> This is the show that I'm watching, bro. (laughs) This is what's real. (laughs) And you're supposed to take that seriously? Like, oh no, his heart. But it's supposed to be like some cartoonish, like, yoink. (laughs) Dude, that's exactly what it was. The dog just like, he was on the leash. He broke his, he broke from his leash, scooped the heart up and ran away with the heart in his mouth and ate the heart. (laughs) So does Dan Scott die? Dan Scott, <laughs> miraculously, he still lives until he gets wow. shot at the end on the season finale or the series uh, finale of the show. Hell yeah. It's Spoiler crazy. alert. Spoiler alert for anybody who's going to watch it. Trust me. Spoiler alert I'm for that you dog cliffhanger, too. Man. <laughs> Somebody needs to do uh, like a list ranking all those like teen drama shows, like intergenerational like 90210 versus Riverdale versus One Tree Hill versus uh, Gossip Girl versus OC. Ooh. I feel like I want to... Because th- those are like a very specific type of show, but the the degree to which the quality varies is like absurd. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's so absurd. It's so absurd. And within the great. show too, like the first season of the OC versus like the last season, Friday Night Lights had that random season that was like a murder mystery. Um yeah. Jakees, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, something that I think is underrated. Um, a good-ass pillow. Mm-hmm. A good-ass pillow is underrated. Everybody always talks about, you know, get the mattress. And you can get the mattress, and the mattress will be nice. But if your pillow messed up, your, you, your sleep still not going to be good, y'all. So a good-ass pillow... I recommend some foam, you know, the memory foam pillows, but not the ones that's squishy. I'm talking the ones that you can adjust, like the adjustable mm. memory foam pillow, so you can adjust it to your likeness. Wait, how do you uh, adjust it? So they pillow. have they have memory foam pillows that are shredded, like the foam is shredded. Oh, got it, got it, got it. So yeah. like you can open Ooh. it up and take some out or put some in because they give you an extra oh, bag got of it. it. Got- in my mind, there's like a switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a sleep number. It's like a sleep. I'm like, damn, you live in that life. You get the fucking app for your pillow. You're like, mm, firmer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be dope too. I would buy it. But uh, I mean, yeah, myself, I'm definitely a my pillow guy, obviously, because yeah, those uh, you know, the right, owner yeah. of the company, he Team stands with our president. Oh, okay. uh, and also, you know, he was smoking <laughs> krills for fucking 14 years or whatever, and okay. then finally got yeah. off it. Uh, the pillow, though, it really is. I've 
It's so funny. It took me years to actually invest in a pillow where I would like maniacally do like origami on a pillow to get it to like the requisite height I needed for like Mm -hmm. my neck. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then suddenly, you know, I I became an adult one day and I was like, oh, that's right. I think I've been used. I I just have not spent any money on a pillow. And that's half the that's half the gig. That's half the gig. Honestly, buy a new pillow before you buy a new mattress. (laughs) It's <laughs> real yeah. talk. Easy adjustment the pillow, first. The pillow might be all you need. You know, the mattress will be good, but you know, I need a body pillow. I think next. I'm a side sleeper. I think I need something for my Me knees. Too. I like right. a, I like a knee pillow. Can I can I say one extra thing about underrated Jeez. pillows? I I yeah. have a little. It's a pillow. I have a second pillow that I just use as a body pillow. Mm. Uh, mm. Make sure to wash that thing because you know <laughs> after. <laughs> After a few months, you know, that yeah. shit start getting yellow. Uh so you no, my to... pillows always get so yellow, man. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know what is leaking out of my head at night, but whew, it's your sweat. Just, sweat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just... gross. Well yeah. And Jack, I, I mean, mean you are a self admitted sweater. You know yeah, I mean? I'm like one of the sweatiest human beings so, in the world. So that's probably I don't think it should be why that my shy, pillow like looks like the scene of a murder after like three months. <laughs> um, You're like, yeah, I mean, I'm the sweatiest guy. I just don't I don't know if I get these mystery spots on my pillow. It just doesn't make <laughs> sense. Uh, Jaquees, what is something you think is overrated? Um, something that I think is overrated. Um, Instagram stories. Okay. Instagram stories are overrated. Uh, they too fucking short when you actually want to say some shit uh, and mm-hmm. do and say something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like if you want to have a, a, a talk for like a minute or so. You got that weird little cut in between each Instagram yeah. story that just makes it feel weird. Uh, it also is a fake illusion for people. Uh, you can put some shit on Instagram, clip it, the best 14 seconds of it, and basically lie about anything you want to lie about uh, on Instagram <laughs> stories. And then also, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I be mad when I be looking at my Instagram stories and only like 400 people be watching them. So, you know, like it's... <laughs> I'd be upset. I'd be upset about it. So I've deemed it un- unnecessary and overrated mm. until I can get that number up to like a thousand. Then, you know. <laughs> Are people uh, watching? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people watching. It's funny, it's man. It's like, selfish reasons. Yeah. The <laughs> capturing like the best moments of your life. Because again, no shade to any friends or people who I know who listen to this show. But I know couples whose stories are absolute fabrications of your actual <laughs> life mm-hmm. trust me because i talked to both of y'all after fights or whatever but it's always like going out here everything's all to the good and like these little moments cut to text from one person like, i can't stand this motherfucker like he's always doing this or like another person like she always makes me take the photos and i'm just trying to eat um, it's, it's always funny like how people use the stories too like it really is has like been a substitute for like just a t like if your life was a tv show like when you can fully be in control of like your image mm-hmm. uh, it stresses me out when i see people put that kind of work in when i'm like that isn't like Bro, how it is with you guys i know i know a very good friend of mine mm-hmm. and his girlfriend on Instagram, posted uh, a picture and a story uh, talking about, you know, the calm of a relationship. You know, (laughs) I just can't. I love this. And it was a picture of both of them sitting at a kitchen table eating dinner. And I'm just like, who the fuck took that picture? Y'all set that shit up (laughs) on the tripod. (laughs) 
and press record <laughs> just so you can put it on Instagram. Like, stop with this fake oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, why? Like, who took that picture of y'all? Like, right. why? It was in the dark. It, the light was all right. And I'm just like, this right, is right. insane. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, listen, we love we love our friends. We love our friends. <laughs> we love yeah. our friends. That's right. We love our friends and we love to talk shit even though they're listening right now. Yes, I'm talking about you. <laughs> uh, finally, what is a myth, Jahis? What is something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Uh, here's a myth. That podcasting is better remote. I know, like, you know, listen, listen. It's definitely nice to be sitting in my drawers right now. Uh, y'all mm-hmm. can't see them, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I, I can have the thigh meat out. Uh, it's very nice to, you know, not have to get up and go somewhere. Uh, we have figured it out. Sh- shout out to all the editors and producers. Uh, as guests and hosts of a podcast, I'm letting you guys know right now, we have the easiest part of this fucking job mm-hmm. uh, remotely right now. Uh, so shout out to all of those, but man, the energy of being in a room, uh, there are some podcasters who are like, yeah, man, I'm liking the remote. I like it better. And it's cool. But as a performer, yeah, the energy mm-hmm. of being in the room, uh, doing this, I, I miss it. I think it is better. And when we are able to get back in studio, uh, I think all your favorite podcasts are going to churn out some of the best content that, that they've had yeah. uh, in like the past year because just the excitement and the energy of being back in the room together uh, is going to be so evident in what you guys are going to listen to when it happens. So I don't know if that's a myth or not, but you know, for, if, yeah. if you're thinking that, I just want to debunk from my own opinion that I think uh, podcasting should be done uh, as much as possible, face to face, in person, in person. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's probably there probably is a myth. Like I, I've kind of forgotten that they're doing it remotely, or at least that there is a quality difference. You know, mm-hmm. because like that's what I've just been listening to for the past few months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely think things will. I don't know that there's like a you know a ten to fifteen percent. A diminishment of like the energy and the timing and stuff like that that I think yeah and just from a yeah from this side of the equation is definitely I definitely miss being in the same room with you guys he just yeah. miss, he misses you Miles he misses you he won't I say miss it. Jack too and I miss I miss, miss uh, you know getting obs- obsessed like looking at his sweat stains and getting distracted <laughs> by them while we record uh i know he's and i but the thing is i know jack is comfortable right now wearing his jean cutoffs because he's a never nude like tobias Funke. Uh, <laughs> that's right but it is true like there is something yeah there's just an energy and obviously <laughs> we are consummate professionals so people didn't even know oh we're not in the same room but that's because we're having a we're digging deep to give you guys that energy, but mm-hmm. like the first three, first three weeks, I it was so disorienting on top of trying to process everything that was going on. But yeah, yeah. I think to your point, like I think there will be so much more laughter, um, like and light when people are back in the room because you know even like comedy podcasts, like it's easy to still have fun and things like that. But like when when funny people are all in the room together, it's a completely different experience. And yeah, yeah. for sure, I, I definitely miss that. I mean, one thing I don't miss is, you know what I'm saying? Listen, you know, all podcast hosts are great. 
but you know, we do. I have been liking the fact that only I have been using this mic that I've been using for the past four yeah. months. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes yeah. you get up on these mics after somebody else used it. You got to spray them bad boys down with, you know, some Glade spray or something. So, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's... Call Ecolab. You know, so I do, I do, <laughs> I, I, I'm not missing that. I'm not missing, you know, the multiple mic use, especially yeah. once we get back in after the COVID shit. You know, we but I think that's what, it. that's the next step, you know, because yeah, even the, the day we all had to shut our offices down, we knew nothing is going to be the same when we come back. And I think even like to these points, like I think we're going to be learned to be more efficient, like with our time. Uh, like in how we work and what the things are that like how we do things in studio with mics and keeping things cleaner because it's wild. I think the longest time because of relatively low incidences of pandemics like this, it's just been like, yeah, man, no sanit, no sanitary guidelines is fine. Like we're right. just kind of rocking like that for fifty years or whatever. Yeah, uh, and now people, I just glad I'm glad that there's like sense now because rather than people being like, oh, okay, germaphobe, when you would like wipe some shit down at the grocery store before this, it's like no, it's standard now. Like yeah, yeah. What, what were we thinking? Like we should actually just keep things as clean as possible. Yep, but yeah. you know what's gonna happen now? We all gonna live to a hundred now. After you know, once this <laughs> passed. And we're going to be stuck in our relationships uh, even longer now. And no, right, right, right. right. <laughs> You're like, Lord, they take me that, on my 115th uh, birthday. In Korea, that uh, the mask wearing is much more normalized because of having gone through SARS. So I'm hoping that kind of carries over uh, yeah. in America now. Hope so. Um, all right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and the president has confirmed that he slowed down testing. Uh, he said it in the Tulsa speech. His aides were like, Tice, you guys, he gets you every time. You you believe everything he says when he's just kidding. And wow, you think like, the oh, president like means that, stuff that he says? Wow, really? <laughs> right. When are you get? Come on now. Hey, now you're talking about it. So, I mean, who really won? Um, but... <laughs> I don't know how anyone still supports this other than just straight up. Death cult. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's outside of just wild. you mean support Trump or support? Yeah, supports Trump. I mean, death just cult. pure he's racism. Killing people. It's a yeah. death cult. Yeah, but he's killing. It ends you. with them dying. It ends with yeah. them dying too, though. Yeah. It ends. It's they, weird, bro. They are not. E- they cannot even act in their own self interest. That's what I mean. Like it's yeah. purely. They're like we. We want a front row seat to cruelty. That's all yeah. it is. It's not a direction. It's not a policy. It's just this morbid extension of this like feeling of powerlessness and wanting to like readjust the scales where like cis gendered white people are the fucking rulers i mean uh, the homie uh alex fernie uh if you guys don't know him he's a he's a he's a he's a funny ass dude in la writer you guys should have him on one day he's dope oh man uh but he legendary uh, legendary improv team with him with dominic durkis i remember i would watch them when they were on a cage match streak from hell before yeah. Heather and Miles, of course, you know, yeah, shout out yeah. to all the great cage match teams. Fernie, Fernie is that dude. But uh, he, throughout Trump's presidency, would routinely say, "Sorry, guys, Bush is still the worst president of my lifetime." 
Uh, mm. But now during this pandemic, even now he's saying, all right, Trump is taking the fucking record. <laughs> right. Because he's actively, he is actively yeah. killing people to prove yeah. a point. It's not yeah. like, just to prove a point. Like that's the simplest way you can put it. And you know, brothers, you know, black folks, you know that Dave Chappelle shit when everybody was like, I can't believe Trump won. And all the black people was like, mm, you can't. <laughs> uh, like, because so many people could see the writing on the wall and, the, you know, forget all the politics, the Hillary, the Bernie's, all that shit. So many people could see the writing on the wall that this was not only an incompetent person, but somebody who is willing to do the worst to prove to himself and the people who love him that he's the best is such a dangerous mix of power for power. Yeah, right. Uh, it's it, insane. At this point, it's I'm confused what point he thinks he's proving because... Like, it, this was only just a, a short-sighted, he didn't want the numbers to be high the next day in the newspaper, and so he delayed testing. Like, it, that that's, it, it's just short-sightedness without any, like, larger ideological point. Like, I, I don't see what his incompetence is proving here. I'm sure they'll come out and retcon something, but... uh. Mm -hmm. It's I think just, he's just trying to prove that he is better than Obama and his own like <laughs> right. mind, and it does is not logical. So it's hard for logical people like us to try to make sense <laughs> of that. But yeah. I think for him, everything is he's trying to prove he's better than Obama, and and anybody who like thinks that he's not, they're just lying media and and just terrible people who just don't want him to succeed for America. Uh, it's insane. It's insane. The rhythm yeah. of he says the like bad thing. His staff says he's obviously kidding. He says I'm not kidding about the bad thing I said. Like the rhythm of that is like it's it seems like satire, but it's also too stupid to happen on Veep, which is a satire about how stupid politicians are. Like <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know. It, it's unbelievable. Well, the wheels are coming off and. The, when you look at how the coronavirus cases are now, they're still going up, and now like Texas is becoming a new hotspot, and Florida, and there's a lot of places where his supporters are. There's also like this thing where he a is trying to you know stifle any headlines about spikes in coronavirus cases, but to also like keep up the charade for his own followers to ignore the threat in their own communities too. And so it's yeah. this really fucking cynical thing, which I get. I mean. I understand the logic as, you know, like a, a scummy dude who's like, well, don't go to the doctor because they'll tell you something's wrong. Like, don't do that because right. you want know, right. to find out something's wrong, then don't go. It's that same logic applied here, but also trying to make sure that, you know, the polling and everything stays at a certain level. But the jig is up at that point. And I think now with like the EU treating the U.S. like, uh, yeah, we can't have any like infest infected rat people from the u.s coming to the <laughs> to this continent like yeah what the fuck this it's full like the, the game is lost regardless if you're testing or not so you might as well try and curb the death i mean yeah. bro there is an acceptable death loss there's an acceptable yeah. death number for these for these people and it's sad and it's scary it, it, it sucks because like i wish i could just laugh at that 45 second video of him drinking water because that shit is hilarious that right, shit right. was hilarious i yeah. belly laughed but then like after you get through belly laughing you realize damn 
and this nigga killing us. And there's right. nothing you can do. <laughs> like, right. There's nothing you can do but just like take it almost and hope that we vote him out. And and it's and the sad thing about that too is it's not just him. You know, yeah, it's 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 an entire problem with the entire system of governance. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's where we have to get you know really clear eyed about it. Obviously, Biden is just going to be a vote to like stop the you know the steam building in the engine of fascism in America. Like that's the only reason to vote for him is to just put fascism on pause for a second and then try and get our shit together to move in a real direction. But I don't, I, I can't, you know, there are plenty of people who just think Biden is the answer, and I think those are precisely the kind of people who are what's wrong with the country because if you haven't paid attention to the in the last month, um, something's wrong, or you're just unwilling mm -hmm. to really check. You know the real inefficiencies we have, even within if you're a self-identified Democrat within that party. So it'll all come around, but whether or not it's the election or people having to be more acting in solidarity with you know a general strike and things like that, there's gonna, you know, the, this is not done. You know, even with Trump, it's just not done, and we have so much more to do. And there's even a poll. I'm even surprised to see that there's a poll that like 70% of Americans think that the United States judicial system needs like major overhaul or like it needs to be completely rethought so there's at least a public like that's popular very popular to at least have that opinion now so it's it's all about how we can maintain that momentum to you know not just let this be a thing where people be like well finally we got rid of trump and now we can that's good now because uh, mm -hmm. it's it's not just that yeah i mean john bolton in in the uh in his interview that I think a lot of people uh, watched over the weekend, kind of in the run-up to his book, just kind of confirmed what we all kind of knew, that Trump has no coherent strategy, plan, vision, like anything. He's just, you know, just out there trying to, uh, trying to get immediate gratification and get his ego pumped up. Um, but Bolton also said, like, to... A second term of this, like the country is completely fucked. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I he's he's just a senile racist, and he's un yeah. he's stumbled his way into the driver's seat of this country, and yeah. now he is he's trying to win a reelection, but he is losing a fucking three front war right now. He's fighting a three front war against the pandemic, the economy, and popular unrest around racism in this country and he cannot actually be able to solve any of them because they all require empathy all those issues yeah. require empathy and he does not have it in him so since he is a straight like reptilian you know fucking shapeshifter guy who only thinks in his own self-interest it's yeah. just gonna he's just gonna fall into his bad habits which is the thing that got him elected the first time which is this fiery rhetoric and now he's just gonna go i'm just telling you the white supremacy is just going pedal to the metal on, yeah. into November. That's just, that's what it is because they're, they're saying, okay, that's what time it is. It's like, I keep saying it's the fucking fourth quarter. They need yeah. to, they're trying to come up big. That's why there's all these things going around with nooses, you know, showing up places, people getting lynched. There's a lot of things that are, I don't know, at least to me, uh, as a black person, I'm seeing I'm seeing images of white people trying to be like you remember what this country is too. That's how I interpret a lot of this these things too. Um, and now he's even resorting to like tweeting videos of black men like assaulting white people, like yeah, all this violence. 
He is where straight. are the protesters? Where yeah, were where are the protesters for this? When this black man shoved this white woman against the subway, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's his whole thing. But the problem is, like, he's just playing 4D chess now in a world that's actually 12D. So right. it's it's a very, very inelegant but violent way he's trying to motivate his his, his supporters. I mean, listen, we got to, in November, you know, because they we can see it today with Kentucky, how they're trying to, you know, yeah. one poll in place for a county that's mostly uh, black populated. So mm-hmm. listen, when, when it comes time to vote, first of all, vote by mail as much as you can, wherever yeah. you can, uh, wherever you are, I mean. And then if you can't, Yo, let's make these voting days fucking parties. Come out with boom boxes, yeah. bring your rolling grills, feed people, uh, exactly. have music, place, I sit, get a table and play some craps. I don't give a fuck. Get, do what you got to do. Make it a damn party. Like, we yeah. should make, uh, you know, these protests have been so great and amazing, but also the fun energy of just black joy that mm-hmm. permeated to, you know, all races and creeds and kinds when they were out there. Bring that shit to voting day because I'm telling you, be ready to stand in line for eight, nine, ten hours. Uh, yeah, because they're gonna try yeah. to do it. They're gonna try yeah. to do it. Oh, yeah. So let's turn this shit into a party. You know what I'm and saying? I th- and- yeah. I think any good, any like good meaning wealthy people, like just hire a catering company to set up at a polling place. Like yeah. just because That's essentially the whole thing is meant to to inconvenience you to the point. Obviously, if they're gonna. You know, they're going to try and fuck people over who have who have work or jobs they have to get back to. And so that's one time constraint. Other people might be able to leave to vote as long as that takes. And then they're counting on you to just be so inconvenienced uh, for how long it's taking that you're just giving up your right to vote. So I think the, the way to counteract that, um, and because I can't see any sort of uh, legal remedy for the fuckery that's going on. Um, is to just be like, okay, well, if your weapon is to inconvenience people, then we also need to find ways to make people be able to stay in line too. But this is just how like fucked the game is now because we're talking about these active measures that are being taken by the Republican Party to disenfranchise people of their vote to try and keep this like very, you know, very white racist system and uh, party in power right now. Um, and I'm not even party, just the whole system. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. The whole thing is built foundationally on white supremacy. So let's not kid ourselves. Like, no one is no one is innocent in this sense. Yeah. Uh, but it's... You know, the Democrats shot the Democrats shot Lincoln and the Republicans yes. freed the slaves. Thank so. you so much, Candace <laughs> you Owens. Know. I will now follow you into, the, into battle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this uh, writer gotcha. for Vanity Fair was... Po- was who pays attention to like Q stuff and uh, sort of the darker corners of the white supremacist kind of ideology and movement in America uh, was saying that, you know, while, while the mainstream media was covering the, the Tulsa rally was not well attended. And I think social media was paying attention to him triumphantly drinking that, <laughs> that glass of water. That shit was uh, funny. And, <laughs> uh, explaining why he like couldn't walk down that ramp leather uh, shoes more than, uh, yeah and the guy had the guy had the the best gripping shoes i've ever seen he had better ones uh, i would actually i'm gonna get the doj to investigate his shoes i think they were performance enhancing <laughs> they were Timberlands. This writer was pointing out that he did not respond to the small crowd by like sulking he like came out and gave probably his most like violent like he he did this like long 
rape fantasy, basically, of he said, it's one o'clock in the morning and a very tough, I've used the word on occasion, hombre, very tough hombre is breaking into the window of a young woman whose husband is away as a traveling salesman. What is this, Um, 1952? Exactly. (laughs) But like he's doubling, I mean, he's going, like you said, he's going to use the fact that he's losing, like that. his response is going to be, to double down. Then he yeah. he said that uh, they cut up young women. They cut up a young woman and her friend cut them up with a knife because it was more painful. Dead. Cut them with a knife because it was more painful. It takes longer than shooting a gun. They cut them up. Uh, uh, again, just like making shit up. Like right. that he, you know. I mean, we've seen based on his retweets, like where he spends his time, it's... Uh, the like racist forums and you know racist white supremacists like openly white supremacist ideological right. Twitter uh, echo chamber. I just wonder what Trump would be like if he got just like a good night of sleep because he doesn't go to bed until like one in the morning. Then that motherfucker gets up by six, and I'm thirty three yeah. years old, and I can't even imagine doing that every day. I would be great. I would be cranky. I would be racist if I did that every goddamn day. I'd be yeah. like, man, fuck these black people out here, man. Because I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. This nigga just right. sleep. Trump just sleepy, man. He need what a happened? good eight hours of sleep, and he'll wake Adderall. up. And- <laughs> He's just blowing right. yeah. fat rails of Adderall every good every day. Lord, will just break your brain. That's it's what. It's insane. Yeah. Um, he also like kind of vaguely threatened of like, he was like, our people are not nearly as violent as the protesters, but if they ever were, it would be a terrible, terrible day for the other side. Yeah. Uh, Because everybody remembers before 1860 when all the black people enslaved the white people and made (laughs) them build the country. I mean, our people were never this violent. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? This whole and you know what's sad though? It's so like it's not it's so inelegant. Like it's not even capable of like duping somebody. Like unless you are already frothing at the mouth racist, that's who it's gonna resonate with. It's not like slick right. enough to try and fuck with somebody who's like, you know, susceptible to this kind of shit. Cause it's so like in your face, being like, they're all fucking animals, right? Let's fight them. His rallying cries, I think it, it's gonna work for a very specific group, but I think that's where you know, it's interesting to see just how public opinion is shifting somewhat too. And it's like, how many people really want to sign up? It was easy when it was MAGA, okay? And that shit was a wink, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm Trump, baby. You know what that means? (laughs) Like, now it's just like, I fucking hate you. I'm a Nazi. Um, I don't like Jewish people. I don't like black people. I don't like trans people. I don't like anybody who's not white. Fuck you, unless you're like a Candace Owens type person shucking and jiving. Like, we like that. But that it, now you that brand has become so clear. I think it's really it's not good branding at the very least. Like that's why yeah. Republic the Republican Party was able to get on for so long because they did all their racism in quiet or just in these ways that the media didn't cover to make it as transparent. And so now that it's just become like, come to Tulsa, sign this waiver in case you die of COVID. But also fuck COVID, right? It doesn't matter. But also for real, if you get it and die, that shit is not our fault. Like yeah, right. it's. You have to you have to be really invested now uh, to to keep going. But I know many people, despite maybe the numbers are low, are still very much interested in an America where the again the racial dynamics are not inverted, where white people are less than or, yeah. or whatever they believe that even to be. 
like what it means to be less than. I mean, I, this I'll say this last thing for myself on on it with the with the vote and him the support shifting from 2016. There was this meme that went around, and not even a meme, just a saying that, um, sure, everybody who voted for Trump isn't racist, but you decided that racism wasn't a deal breaker, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, the people who are racist, he still has that vote locked up. But the people who decided racism was a deal breaker, I think that's where he's going to start to lose a lot of that support. Uh, cause those people are starting to be like, damn, it kind of was a deal breaker. Uh, and it sucks that, you know, those are the people that have to t- change their mind and shit like that. And weren't just on that train in the first place. And I'm not saying all those people will, but you know, that is the side that I think that's going to say, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and not vote for the person who is just as racist as he's been for the past four years. Because as now right. they have a goddamn, uh, they have a laundry list of evidence to show outside of just, oh, the guy from Apprentice who, you know, just said some shit on his champ- campaign yeah. trail. Uh, whatever, whatever. Like they have tangible evidence now that it's going to be yeah. hard for them to say, hmm, that's not a deal breaker. Yeah. Well, I think it also credit to like, you know, white people who are cutting ties with their Trump supporting family members and friends uh, because you're telling them I don't bang with racists at all. So and they're like, but I'm like, I don't care that it is what it is. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that's really how you communicate to people, because a lot of people in their bubbles just think, well, nobody's saying anything. Nothing's bad. But when other people start being like, that is fucking wrong. What you're doing is wrong. That will at least create a thought in somebody. Uh, but I'm always going to bet on good old fashioned American racism because it it brought the country this far. It's going to be a it's going to be a big 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 battle to to dismantle yeah. it. Just uh, a couple other examples of what doubling down is going to look like with Trump. He said Biden will subsidize. Uh, this is all at Tulsa. He said Biden will subsidize late term abortion and afterbirth execution. Uh, afterbirth execution is like a cue like buzzword that basically refers to the idea that Obama and Biden and the Clintons kill children, but it's like at the very extreme end of the Q movement. Um, And then he also said this thing that's like really ominous. And I think uh, probably an indicator of what he has in mind. If things start going really bad Uh, in the polls, he said, we have to go to the polls on November 3rd and the rest, you know what to do. You know what to do. So it's like he would rather have a civil war than lose the election. And that I'd, and pay the half trillion dollars in loans he's got coming due in the next four years. Right. Mm. There's like so many added layers of pressure on this man. He has bills he's trying to fucking run the clock out on. He has legal problems he's he will face if he is out there. Like it isn't just going to be like a Bush style retirement for this guy if he if he is actually voted out. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this is more than just his like freedom is on the line. And he has a lot, I think a lot of his loan, not a lot, but a good portion of these loans that he has, that's in near, you know, a a half uh, billion is are personally guaranteed too. So it's not like the Trump, uh, you know, organization is going to take the hit. He will actually lose his own money that he, you know, clings to so dearly. So there's all kinds of shit that this guy has fueling this like, you know, racist panic rocket. Yeah. 
I don't think I don't think there's a version of reality where he just loses the election and checks out peacefully and calmly. Plays golf. I just don't think. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's. Uh, gonna that's what I think. A lot of people think like if you know, based on how he he's all he's a pump faker. That's all he does. He's not about it ever. He's a pump faker that he will probably you know like self-exile to another country to try and avoid being brought to justice here or something like mm. that. Like that seems feasible too. Like if he's like, fuck it, I don't want the smoke. Get me on a jet out of here now. I'm never leaving. Thank you, mm. Putin. Like whatever it is, that seems like a solution for somebody like this too, because this is a man who is willing to do anything to escape accountability at every turn. Mm-hmm. To think, man, he could have Either been... way, like it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. He could have been the greatest actor of the 21st century after his turn in Home Alone 2. You know what I'm saying? He could have just kept going down that path and you know we would it would have all been good. But you know how he got in that was like if you shot at a Trump hotel, he required that you let him appear in your movie. For real? Um, (laughs) Oh, so he's like the James Dolan of hoteliers? Exactly. Exactly. But that's I mean, it worked. He he just shameless pure shamelessness uh is like the number one asset to make you a successful American. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and we wanted to talk about some of the companies that are still allowing hate groups to thrive on their platforms because there's, there's always this sort of free speech response that like Mark Zuckerberg comes with. And, you know, we, we've talked before about the movements to get advertisers to move off of Fox news. And, uh, that that's happening again on, on the Facebook platform. Yeah. There's, they always do this thing, right. Where it's like, Oh, hold on. Like people are, the misinformation here is leading to like mass murder and genocides and violence. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, like, we're looking at it, but sometimes, you know, people have to share. They use these really, really lame excuses. Um, and recently, right, with the amount of like, you know, white supremacist groups, boogaloo boys and things that are thriving on Facebook, even with two of these men, uh, like these boogaloo boys, they met on Facebook, right? They just yeah. got charged with murdering a federal officer, you know, in their plot to try and ignite a second world war. And sucker turd is like, Oh, I don't, you know, not really saying much aside from, you know, they're looking into it. Obviously, we don't we don't allow this, et cetera. So now this group, right, it's like the NAACP, the Anti-Defamation League, Sleeping Giants. They are trying to get a lot of companies and advertisers to essentially stand, quote, stand in solidarity with our most deeply held American values of freedom, equality and justice and not advertise on Facebook services in July. Granted, it's just a pause because hey, go ahead. Capitalism, you can't pause it that long. Let's be real. But they, so far, they have companies like Patagonia, REI, and you know, they maybe they account for a million and a half, two million dollars worth of ad spend. Well, because when you think about it, Facebook did seventy billion dollars in revenue last year, and ninety percent of that comes from ads. So this is a huge part of their business, and it's one of the reasons why they're like, well, you know, if we don't have these other wacky fringe audiences on here, then maybe that's Add money we lose out on, et cetera, et cetera. So um, they're they're making some headway, but we need. I think they there need to be more companies sort of getting in on this. But luckily, there's like ad agencies too 
who are the people who the companies go to to be like, how do I sell Febreze? They're like, okay, let's do this. Let's buy ads here. Da, 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 da. There's a few major ad firms who are actually trying to get their clients to support this movement too. So there's a, a company called 360i. They're telling um, their clients that they should not be advertising on these platforms. It doesn't help and to support this campaign. And this company, they they have clients like Unilever. You know what I mean? Right. And McCormick and Discover Financial. Like Unilever owns like, fucking everything you know it's one of those just multinational conglomerate mega corporations that's like owns hellman's mayonnaise axe body spray fucking ben and jerry's you name it if you look on most if you products, turn you on see a that. tv right now you'll see at least two unilever ads within the first like 15 minutes mm. right i think that's like a law of like earth yeah. um so that is pretty that's good that may you know we're trying to get these people to to at least you know speak with their dollars because I think the bottom line is that's the only way these companies are ever going to listen. They it's it's been proven every time that they believe that op like human life is just an obstacle to their profits. Yeah, and because at the end of the day, human life isn't a motivating factor; it's profit and money. So apparently, you know, these groups are like, okay, I guess we have to speak the language they know, which is money. So let's try and get these advertisers to pause for a second to get them. To like agree to some of their demands, which are very easy, which like not, I mean, their demands, which are very reasonable, like having somebody who's a victim of hatred or abuse on Facebook to be able to speak with a live Facebook person to be able to look into it or have a more transparent way of like auditing these groups and letting advertisers know like, oh, just so you know, your shit appeared on a hate group or just so you know, your shit appeared on a, on a website that we de deemed misinformation. So people know more like what happens when they give Facebook all this money and it's actually going, you know, in front of people they want to advertise to. It's weird too, because, you know, like for instance, I, I'm, I'm not on Facebook anymore. So when yeah, like, same. when you, when you hear this, you know, how much of a shit Mark Zuckerberg is and, and then the call obviously for the advertisers to pull out, but for the consumer to also not be on Facebook, get off of Facebook, get off of Facebook. Right. And then it sucks because you realize that sometimes you will see people calling for that on Instagram and you, well, Mark Zuckerberg owns that too. <laughs> like yeah. Facebook owns right. Instagram, you know? And, and so like getting off of Facebook is cool because, you know, you can, it's, it, that's where a lot of the misinformation is easily spread. And that's where, you know, somebody you worked in a grocery store with for three months will come on your page and spew racism more than any other platform. But as a consumer, Zuckerberg don't care if you on Instagram or Facebook, you still are seeing You're putting Indian. eyes on his ads uh, and making money for him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's so fucked up that how dependent we are. Like if... Yeah. You know, if people were to leave Instagram and Facebook in droves and like Twitter, for instance, would, uh, you know, would have a, 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 a video service like Instagram does or a video and picture service like Instagram has, you know, it's been proven already that a certain class of politician loves Zuckerberg. I wouldn't right. be surprised if Zuckerberg just bought Twitter and like it would be, you know, like he would try to and say, all right, fuck it. We need to give him more power so he can That's why we eyes. have to break these fucking companies up, man. To your point, it's like there's nowhere to run. And it, they're like, what are you going to do? We advertise to fucking people who are actively planning terrorist attacks in your community. Uh, where are you going to go? But I think right. uh, the other key is 
the, the social media just tapped in the worst parts of our personalities and our psyches, which is our which are our egos. And it would be very hard for somebody who is very egocentric or ego aligned to put down the thing where you feel like you're completely in control of the narrative of your life through your posts or how you talk or how you present yourself digitally. And so it's such a, I mean, yeah, it's really just some dystopian shit at this point where, I mean, you know, you have these people unwilling to actually control the thing that is causing a lot of damage. Like if anybody out there feels like, you know, Damn, this this is connected with me. I do want to get off Facebook. I do want to start to disconnect from Instagram. Uh, and you don't know how. And, you know, this is a page right out of Lacey's book. You know, uh, Venmo me $150. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll give you the keys and the tools on how to disconnect from social Absolutely. media. Absolutely. In a way that you I'm haven't a, heard yeah. yet. You know, Miles has done it. Miles has I done it. I have done it, it yet. Yeah. Full disclosure, uh, I'm a very proud uh, client. Yeah, yeah. Jack Jack isn't on the social media like that, so he hasn't he hasn't had right. to, but he's been when he saved, does as when Jackie he does, says. he is he has vowed to pay me five hundred dollars for my services. So <laughs> <laughs> the expensive the deluxe package. It's the deluxe yeah. package. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you've gone this platinum. long without it. So if you do go into it, <laughs> like yeah. something is wrong. Something You're is wrong. You're gonna need the platinum. You'll need You're the platinum. You're gonna need the platinum package. package. <laughs> but yeah, it's wild, man. It's it's it is wild. We do have to break these companies up and and it, it really sucks that, you know, somebody like a Zuckerberg has gone half their career in the public eye being praised, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with everybody loving Facebook and, oh, this is better than MySpace and, oh, this is some cool shit and, oh, the social network was such a good movie and, like, all these things, right? right? Um, and I'm not coming for the social network. It was a good movie. But it was propaganda for Zuckerberg to a, to a degree. But we have failed to realize that this dude is a piece of shit and he always has been. So (laughs) like, so, you know, now we're trying to convince people who we've given a 15 year head start into telling them this person is a good person. And now telling them actually he and his company are doing irreparable damage uh, to, to us, you know, on online. It's hard, yeah. man. It's and hard. suddenly, everyone's parents has a fucking master's degree in sociology from Facebook. Seriously, crazy. <laughs> from like their feed, and you're like, "What the fuck have you been looking? What the fuck?" Yeah, it's wild. Uh, I do want to just kind of move on to this. You know, we track the zeitgeist, and it feels like there is this sort of ambient terror that is happening. I mean, I guess it's pretty acute in a lot of cases where, you know, black and brown people are being found uh, hanging from trees. Uh, There's been, I think, five in the last six weeks? Six in the last five weeks? Seven, yeah, six or seven. Seven uh, in the last uh, month. Seven in a month. Uh, And the police are saying that they are dying of suicide, and it's just not the way that... Uh, you know, experts, sociologists say that it's very unlikely, but the police in each case are suggesting that that is what is happening. And it's it just seems like the police are actively being like, fuck you guys, the, you know, be, being petulant in the same way they're being petulant about every other aspect of their response to uh, this uprising is like they they're just like yeah no it was a suicide one of the victims mothers w- was saying that the portland police were just completely dismissed her when she was asking for information uh about 
you know, what happened. Uh, and so as this is happening, there's also this, and these aren't like overtly connected, but it, it's also, I think, just connected to this sort of ambient swirl of like terror and helplessness. Uh, are these like fireworks conspiracies uh, where people are like, what, where are these fireworks coming from? And I think a lot of people think the police are setting them off as like ways to terrorize communities. Uh, there, there was a video of like a, a firehouse, a bunch of firefighters in New York City setting off a bunch of illegal fireworks in the street at like two in the morning. Like for fun or trying to sort of paint them as these people were just fu- like trying to set it off in the neighborhood? It's unclear. Like they didn't right. interview them. They were just, there was somebody who went out because they were like, our kids are being kept awake. It's like two in the morning. Oh, and it's like and there you're these fucking like firefighters. Wild doing fire- this. fireworks going off. And they have a video where they're like, there it is. It's the people at this ladder in this station in Brooklyn who are just setting it off in the middle of the street at two in the morning and then just going back into the fire station. And I mean, before it was like a meme that people were talking about, I noticed it in LA and like the Koreatown area. And I was, I was Googling around to try and find out like what was going on because I, I was, you know, there were protests happening around here. I didn't know if there were like flashbangs being set off or, or what, but, um, so I've been paying attention to this and I don't know if I'm just part of the, you know, I was extra aware of it because of the protests and because of the flashbangs. And then like, this is just sort of normal for the season. But when you look yeah. at the charts from New York, it's like from June 1st to June 19th in normal years, there's like 11, 16, 20, 27, 27 uh, fireworks complaints. And in 2020, there's been 6,385. Um, so it does seem like there's more complaints by kind of a, a wide margin. I think, yeah, there's a few ways you can look at it. There's one version where people are saying that these fireworks are being given to kids uh, just to fuck around. Like there's been anecdotal evidence where people are like, I asked some kid where they got these, you know, super ridiculous fireworks. And they said, oh, this guy gave them to us. Then there's yeah. also talk of like how, you know, because normally people would be out partying. Fireworks is something you just buy if they're legal in your state because you're just doing a little outdoor thing and you set some sparklers off or whatever, Roman candles, whatever it is. Uh, and now they're they're cheaper and people can buy super expensive ones for cheap. Uh, there's all kinds of like, you know, I, I explanations for it. But the thing that like I was that was kind of catching my eye really is because I've been watching a lot more Fox News, uh, you know, because, you know, they're actually talk, uh, telling the truth uh, about what's going on in this country. And you know, when, preach, Miles, preach. Yeah, thank you so much, if I may have my time. Um, <laughs> and I was watching this segment on the fireworks, and the way they kept framing it was that they, they were using it to paint this chaos narrative. It was like always like, you know, I th- it was always to kind of act like this is why we need cops. It's mm. out of, look at what's happened. It's basically to for their audience to paint this picture that the streets are in absolute chaos because of BLM the and pushing protest, back yeah. against brutal, the brutal police state. So they're saying, and look what's happening. These kids are out here shooting off these fireworks, probably damaging property. And they show the same ass tired clip of these black kids playing with fireworks every time. And mm. it's like a way, I think, 
a cynical version of me is they haven't, they've lost their ability to show uh, buildings burning down to paint these, like to paint black people as, you know, doing bad things. So the second best thing I think now is fireworks and painting this as like a very specific kind of, I don't know what's going on with the fireworks. Like people are just doing so much. And maybe it's an easy way that, again, to your point, sonically creates an atmosphere of chaos because when things are going off, dogs are barking, children can't sleep. If you're not, if you've never heard like a gunshot before, you might mistake it for like gunfire or whatever. But mm-hmm. it it's all adding to this narrative that they need, I think, ultimately, because that's why it ties into this police thing of like, this is why we need law and order. People are out here fucking doing anything now because suddenly black lives matter and the police are bad. Look at what's happening. It's like, it's always yeah. that sort of the the conversation that I was seeing it being presented on Fox News. Yeah, dude, I it is, it is wild. Like, I, I mean, I agree with you 100% miles that, you know, it's a reason why LA went from one of the, you know, more favorable states uh, or California and the L.A. County went from one of the more favorable counties and states when it came to, you know, coronavirus cases cases and deaths uh, and saying we're not going to open up to probably almost August to opening up the entire fucking city in a week. Uh, right. It's a reason why, you know, all, all these it, and it is to paint a narrative, right? It is to paint a narrative and I know that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's really not because it's not that hard to do. If I wanted to literally go outside right now and for the next five nights pop off fireworks and run into my house, you know how easy that is for me to do? So you, you're telling me that like, and it's yeah, not, or, or it's just not give that them hard the kids. of a thing. Yeah, just give or them Or give them to the the teenagers. If some dude pulled up and was like, yo, you want some fireworks? I'm like, fuck yes, dude, for free? Right. Yeah. 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 The fuck you tell their fireworks. And I'm not doing it. I'm fireworks not gonna, are fun as hell. I, yeah. Like, they're, that should they're not be so safe. <laughs> they're so right. fun. Be safe, but they are super yeah. fun. But they're fun, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like it, yeah. It's a narrative. They're painting the narrative. They're, they're, they're creating an atmosphere to paint the narrative uh, because- We need cops. We need cops. Because look what happens. Power is yeah. so- is a thirsty thing and and we're trying I, to tell them we're gonna quench your thirst and they don't want it another you know another thing the more cynical dark side i was saying this off mic is that you have these narratives right where these cities are exploding with sounds like explosions and gunfire and people you know kids running around with sparklers or things that are shooting sparks off at the end that's almost giving police a reason to shoot people and like this explanation of like, I don't, I, I mistook, look, there's a lot going on. There's all this chaos. You know, mm-hmm. some, someone came around the corner. I see a flash. I, I thought it was a muzzle and I did what I had to do. Like we've seen time and again that the police are willing to do anything, anything mm-hmm. to look like victims or to smear people who are the victims of their own brutality. So whatever this is, whatever the origin is, I know that the presentation I'm seeing that's the most disingenuous is this narrative to try and remind people that we need law and order and the police are a big, big part of this. And that's, you know, because I think most people, fireworks is a thing people would just call the police for. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, it keeps going off. I'm going to have to call the cops now. And then when that doesn't get resolved, now you're frustrated too because the things are going off. And now you're like, see, you know, they're, they're good for something. At least, yeah. Yeah. even though I'm completely disconnected from the violence, but also to everybody calling the cops for some fireworks. Yeah, man. Stop, gent- stop gentrifying neighborhoods. Yeah, Those get are, the fuck out of here. They fireworks. They fireworks. <laughs> like, man, y'all don't get out of y'all country lives. Noise is real, all right. No, it's, as somebody right. who grew up 
on the south side of Chicago and in the city and, and with noise and stuff like that. It ain't that damn. I mean, it's annoying. Well, it's and annoying. Angelinos, I think, I, I was saying, I don't know if I even said this on mic, but our fireworks season is the week before Memorial Day until January 4th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For real. Like, there's always, because, you know, kids just like setting shit off. I don't know. But and that's I get where it. I People it got kids. Jack, I know Jack is like, nah, man, they need to stop popping these motherfucking fireworks. <laughs> my kids need to stop. Well, yeah, I'm I hate tired. that it makes my dog bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And I get that. And I agree. I agree with that notion of it. But I think. The thing that we're fighting for the most is stop calling the cops for unnecessary shit. Uh, yes. You know, like stop calling the cops to come and clean up things where all they're going to do is escalate a matter. Like, is it worth somebody possibly losing their life because they popped off a Roman candle? Like, yeah. not really. I don't there was, think so. Uh, oddly enough, there were fireworks going off. They're, they've been going off every day, uh, like every night. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I kind of get shit. mad because they're setting them off like before it's dusk, and I'm like, bro, you can't even see the aluminum. Can't even the see fuck? it. Yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, and like the cops showed up last night, uh, and they're outside like trying to find people, but it was like it seemed like this really futile effort where they just parked their car in the street and were like looking around, like you better not do anything. All right, now we'll leave because we also have to go frame a Starbucks uh, for trying to poison us. And then we will, you know, pretend that we have, we're just, you know, we're just being bullied by society. Mm-hmm. The tampon oh. and the frappuccino. You saw that? Yeah. Then Diamond yeah. Bar. Now, I don't know what happened. They're definitely, they said they're going to look at surveillance footage. Um, but the, the, the officer is claiming, okay, so for people who don't know, in Diamond Bar, California, there's an officer who claims that they had a tampon in their frappuccino. They were at a Starbucks in a, in a Target. They pulled out their like police credit union debit card and paid for it. And that's how they knew. That's how they knew mm. I was a pig who deserved a tampuccino. Uh, <laughs> and that's what the fuck happened. And suddenly they're like he's the guy was drinking it, walked out of the store, and then came back when they noticed. And when you look at this image, it's like, how the fuck are you I don't know. How did it, you not this shit was it looked like a goddamn paper towel roll like yeah it, it looked like he just it, and you drank half and it was a clear cup you ain't right. drink half that shit before you noticed like come <laughs> on man like i would look at that and be like yo what the fuck is this in my drink yeah <laughs> like so it's like first bullshit. grader shit it's just first grader shit where like you think everybody is as stupid as you yeah you know what I mean? that is i'm like i'm not it, that dumb the shake shack thing was the exact same where even the cops who said they were ill were not even ill like the entire thing was made up the whole thing was a fabrication. Yeah, I just wanted to say on, on your point about like the police wanting there to be a concerted like storyline of chaos in the streets that like, well, this is what happens when you like doubt our uh, supremacy. Um, I, I have noticed that and I was going to like bring it up on one of the shows this week that like the New York Post, which is a Rupert Murdoch company, uh, Fox News. I've seen these stories where they're like deadly weekend in Seattle, Chicago, Minneapolis. Yeah, this weekend, York yeah, was the deadly city ever. reports right. uptick in shootings, and it's like they're, they're like they reported on they were like a, a completely bloody weekend in New York City uh, with nine shootings, one fatal. And it's like so is that something you would even report on like a single fatality over a weekend in New York city? Like that nine shootings, like that doesn't seem I no shootings are, are better than like we should, we shouldn't, uh, you know, tolerate gun violence, but 
it just seems like it's a very concerted effort to try to focus on, you know, how things just, are out of control. Just watch Fox. It's the exact, the narrative is the same. Like, you know, that's why, like, I only need to watch 15 minutes to know what the, what the marching orders right. are giving their viewers that day. Yeah. Uh, and this was basically chaos in the streets. And the it was all every every pundit or guest they would have on, like in relation to anything to do with the police or reform would be like, you know, and if if it's chaotic like this, I bet you're going to also want to make sure that the police are just as responsive in your neighborhood as well. Uh, And that's why we need these uh, this organized gang to abuse people that don't look like you, which is why you'll tolerate it, even though a lot of the things we're trying to scare you with isn't even happening in your neighborhood. Uh, Mm -hmm. But either way, uh, go on with your racist self. All right. Well, Jaquise, it's been a pleasure having you as always on the always a pleasure. Always a pleasure coming through to TDZ. Hey. Yes, sir. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? Ah, man, you know what it is. You can find me in these streets. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can also find me on every piece of social media at Jaquise Neal. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Come through, see what's popping. Every show I do, every show I got, it's always going to be on social media. Uh, that's the easiest way to see what I'm up to. And, and your other, you got a, a well, you got a podcast too, don't you? Oh don't yeah. you oh man, I got it. You know, we got a couple. Listen, you know the, you know, like when Le, when LeBron left, uh, you know, Cleveland, and, and he went to Miami. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Taking your talents to Earwolf. You know, it didn't mean that he didn't love. It didn't mean he didn't love Cleveland. You know, he came back and he won a title for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, we we took the talents to Earwolf. We we're on Culture Kings. Uh, Culture Kings is on Earwolf. Uh, that's a myth that I can bust. Every you know, people was all like, "Man, what happened at iHeart? Ain't no ill will, man. We still mm. boys. Uh, we got love for Jack. We got love for Miles and the whole crew. Uh, everybody except Dan. You know, Dan be on that shit. Um, <laughs> Dan be on that shit. But uh, <laughs> very toxic force. Very toxic. Yeah, just toxic. Yeah. Just toxic. Now nah, Dan is the homie. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Culture Kings is popping. I also got another show called The Deliberation. If you are a fan of MTV, The Challenge. Uh, me and the homie Ray Sani, uh, we host a, a recap show covering this current season, and you know we're gonna cover more. We're gonna keep this thing going. It's doing pretty well. So uh, yeah, check that out. It's called the Deliberation. With did somebody get in trouble on that show? For oh some yeah, racism? D D got in trouble for D got in trouble for posting some wild shit about the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. And they banned her, and yeah. they basically wiped her out for every frame of the show. Which look, oh. man, listen, let me tell you something. I'm mad at MTV because MTV and The Challenge has had a history of racism and they've never done anything about it. Right. Uh, but then, you know, the woman of color says some shit. I'm not saying she shouldn't have been punished, but damn, you got to wipe her out of every frame? Right. Like, ev- just, like every frame, bro. Right. Like, you don't even hear her breathe on the show Oh wow! anymore. Okay. And I'm like, yo, y'all just trying to get niggas to say, damn, it wasn't that bad, y'all. Like, it's <laughs> right, right. y'all just trying to get us to, like, be on your side. Be like, well, look, you wanted some change. Here's some change. Yeah. Like, it's performative. Like, it yeah, you didn't have to act like she betrayed Stalin or some shit. Yeah, it's performative, <laughs> especially when they have people on that season who have said worse in the past. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so it's performative, but but yeah, man, it's a fun. You know, it's. I listen. I'm a challenge stan. I love it. Uh, me and Ray both love it. So check it out. Cool. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh yeah, yeah. So somebody, this was uh, yesterday. 
Uh, I don't know who this person is. It, it just came across the timeline at Internet Daughter, and she spells Internet without the first E. Um, <laughs> it, she wrote, asked a guy for a dick pic, and he sent me a video of himself gaming and said, later. oh that shit cracked Uh, me up so hard uh so listen shout out to that king who knows his worth uh it was like nah 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 i'm playing the last of us 2 right now you're gonna have to wait for these goodies uh for a couple of hours yeah all right last of us 2 seems to be what the entire world except for me is up to right now i'm not playing Um, it either so i don't know well jack stays playing league of legends that's why Okay. okay. Uh, well, I I already beat The Last of Us too. That's why. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? What do you think about that twist, man? Ah, oh, blew my mind. Miles, where's uh, what, <laughs> where can people find you? And what's the tweet? Like, that enjoy? twist? Oh, the twist! I'm for it. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Uh, right now, I'm uh, playing Assassin's Creed, going to ancient Greece. Uh, but I'll be back uh, uh, communicating with everybody on there soon enough. Uh, also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, where if you like the show 90 Day Fiance uh, and you'd like to hear me ramble, listen to that. It's me and Sophia Alexandra. Uh, and now, let's see, some tweets that I liked. A few. Uh, there. Okay, so, you know, Jaquise, we were talking before about some UCB drama. Um, mm-hmm. And the CFO of the company uh, just went off. Uh, like in a really ridiculous way. But it's funny because that same person was also in hot water when people were talking about UCB laying people off. And I just want to point to this tweet from March of this year about this same guy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's from at Caitlin Linden. Uh, so one of the guys who wrote this article about UCB doing all these massive layoffs in, through the pandemic, he tweeted, yesterday UCB's chief financial officer threatened to sue me for my reporting and tweets. I pressed him about the layoffs in UCB's business and it was an interesting conversation. Uh, then this person... Quote tweeted, said, I've worked at UCB four years. Last year, enter Daryl. He's a great CFO in that he has helped make a sloppily run exploitative comedy theater continue to not pay its performers, lay off 160 <laughs> staff, and won't give the paid staff or accrued sick hours in a crisis. You can't eat money, Amy. Uh, so that was just interesting take to read. And then Ooh, one more is uh, from Blair Saki at Blair Saki. She tweets, every day when I have the thought, hmm, yes, I'd like some poison, please. I sign into this app with my grubby little gremlin fingers and then glug, glug, glug till I'm very ill. Uh, and I think it's a great point. Yo, let go of the rage scrolling. Let go of the toxic scrolling because you're, you got to keep your physical body in the game here. So give yourself a break on there. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Juice tweeted, Benadryl smart as hell. You can't have allergies if you're asleep for eight hours. Um, <laughs> yes, Babs Gray that. tweeted, thinking of deleting social media and making the switch to organic anxiety. Uh, <laughs> and Eliza Skinner's happy birthday video to Yasser Lester is incredible. People should watch it. It's like her doing a Eminem style <laughs> rap. Um, but Eliza Skinner's the funniest person. Oh, and then uh, Nico at Poco Haha tweeted, uh, what the fuck is going on at this pizza place? And screen capped this, <laughs> this pizza place that has just like tons of reviews of people being like bone in pizza. And then like a picture of a pizza with like a chicken bone sticking out of it. And then <laughs> the next one is bruh, bones. 
Then the next one is the pizza has so many bones. Do not eat. <laughs> Someone says there's <laughs> bones in it. And my tooth fell out, bro. Did you know the pizza that may contain bones and other sharp objects? Very disappointed. What? I ordered a pizza from here and it had a bone hidden under the cheese. Disgusting. I ate bone. Bone not good. Bone come from pizza. Pizza tried to kill me. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Co- like they just treat it like a thing that happens. It's so weird. Uh, but and they don't tell you what the pizza place is. So uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we can't test this hypothesis. But yeah, uh, bones and pizza. That I agree. Not not good. Uh, you yeah, can find man. us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what is that going to be today? Uh, we are going to go out on a track from uh, this English artist uh, named J. Paul. Um, and I've, a lot of the tracks have been really dope that I've listened to over the years, but there's a new one out. It could be new. I don't know. It's new to me. It's called Do You Love Her Now? And the, a lot of the tracks are just so vibey, but this has like kind of like, I don't know, like D'Angelo's voodoo, but if it was like made in like, you know, 2043 is like the world is like ending. It's got like, it's sexy, but dark and it's got all kinds of vibrations to it so this is jay paul do you love her now uh check it out all right we're gonna ride out on that the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. radio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, radio visit the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's gonna do it for this morning we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you then bye bye Ooh.